Welcome to Porch Talk. This is the true story of three strangers picked to work at a camp together and have their lives monitored. Time to stop being polite and start getting real. I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy tell them. Pop pizza. Easy underscore tell them on Instagram. My DMs haven't been as popping as they used to be. Um, I'm going to use this as a PSA. Fuck, I forgot what I used to say at the beginning to tell them to slide if I do. Wow. You really fucked that up. You used to say, um... Fuck, I really, it really left my mind. Something like, you're beautiful and... Um, you're gorgeous nice and I want to get to know you. Yeah. Oh, shit, that was <laughs> it. That was it. My bad, guys. We're back at it. Part two. It's easy tell them, pop pizza, daddy dick them down, easy underscore tell them, listen, you're gorgeous and I love a chance to get to know you. And if anybody says they've heard it before, they're lying. That's original. Came up with it during quarantine. Well, I'm not going to say you've fallen off, but you're really off your game during quarantine. Oof. When these days mess together. The, the hours mess together. It's it's hard time. This actually leads perfectly into the first subject I wanted to get into with you guys. Since you guys okay. are both single, I was thinking about this today. What in the hell is not only like, like the going out life going to be, but the single and like dating life going to be post Corona when we're back to like being able to live our lives again? Um. I'm single with an asterisk, like I marked single when I found my taxes. <laughs> but I am in a, I am in a current talking to situation, oh, so I'm not single. Single. I would just like to put that. Hold on, but there. are you spoken <laughs> for? I'm not all the way spoken for. I may be loosely spoken. Interesting. For in in pursuit of more than loosely spoken for. With that being said, <laughs> the dating life and to be bopping when this is over. And by bopping, I mean dead. Here's why. During this time, people have had more and more time to get to know people. Like, if you're matching people on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, whatever else they got out there, because they got it all, sugarbabies.com, secret arrangements. If you're matching people, you've now got months to talk. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if y'all have experienced this. It only take about one to two conversations for me to know, like, damn, th- this ain't it. This person ain't shit. Fuck this. <laughs> so beforehand, you're trying to make the move to hang out before you get to that point. Like, she a baddie. Let me just hang out with her. And if shit fall apart, shit fall apart. Now, they're going to have weeks to figure that out. Oh, a lot of them ain't making it to a first date. Interesting. What do you think's going to um, pop off, Paige? Well, thank you again for reminding me that I am still single. No problem. Appreciate that. Always here to Forever. help. Yep. Um, I think, well, I don't really date in the first place, so I don't really know how so it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but the going out scene is going to be great. I have a feeling that people are going to be out like every day of the week, especially since this quarantine is leading into summer. Like, instead of, like, going all out because you're out of school, it's going to be going all out because you've been stuck in your house for three months. So, I have a feeling that it's going to get crazy. I think the issue that people are going to run into when we first are allowed to go back out 
is that there's probably going to be restrictions on like how many people can even enter a space. Well, if everybody oh, can't go into a space, then why do we are we even out of quarantine? Well, it's probably going to be like a loose uh-uh. loose quarantine. Like, oh, uh, you know, you can have up to like fifty people in here at a time. Oh, then I won't even go. You still wouldn't go out? No, there's no fucking point. I don't know if I say all that. Because at at the bars where I go, like the first 50 people are going to be the regular creepy old men that just stay there from the time they open till the time it closes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be... 50 people is not that many. I feel like in Kentucky, that's a lot. good. But at the (laughs) the same time... Yeah, that's probably bopping out there. At the same time, if you all know only 50 people can get in... Y'all going to be the first 50. See, I don't care that much. I can just drink at my house. Yeah, that could happen. I don't think it's going to get that. You were saying you think it would be crazy. I don't think it will be that crazy when people are allowed to go out. Because I still think in the back of a lot of people's head, they'll still think about like the uh, chance that it can respike and stuff like that. And no one's going to really want to go out at first, except for the idiots who are aged between 17 and 20. <laughs> yeah. And those were the ones who took the longest to stop going out in the first place, who were still trying to have darties while we were on quarantine. Those will be the ones who are trying to throw house parties in their parents' basement since they don't have houses at college. And those are the ones you need to stay away from. Or anybody that's turned 21 during quarantine. Hmm. That's going to be a lot of them, too. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, like, I mean, I turned 21 when we were at camp, which was, like, cool in its own aspect. But, like, obviously, you can't do as much. Like, I couldn't imagine turning 21 and then you're just sitting in your house. No homies to, like, go party with, like, for months on end. Yeah. That would suck. I'm interested to see more of how the dating life goes. Because I I thought I honestly thought Ezra was going to disagree, but I kind of agree with what he was saying. But not so much as, like... People are getting to know you, but just I think people are going to realize like, oh, maybe companionship is a little more important than I realized before quarantine. Because it's like if you're alone for a long time, it's like, sure, maybe you want to like run through some people your first couple of weeks back. But eventually you're just going to be like, mm, maybe I just need someone to like actually hold hold it down with be loosely spoken for at the very least. Yeah, I can see those vibes. Or people could just go balls to the walls and, like, the STD rate's going to get through the roof because no one wants to fuck with a condom <laughs> on. And it's, Damn, I didn't want to mention it, but STD rates are down right now. Corona up, STD down. So, like, what? what <laughs> pick your poison. Would you rather have Corona or an STD? Corona. Um, that is a very, <laughs> very tricky question. Here's the thing. I think I'm healthy enough to beat Corona. So which STD is it? Because <laughs> that plays a huge factor. If it's herpes or HIV, then yeah, Corona. What about gonorrhea? Isn't gonorrhea curable? Isn't gonorrhea what? Curable? I think so. Any curable STD I would take, hands down. <laughs> if you can give me a pill and in 10 to 14 days I'm straight, or what is it? Five to ten days, and I'm straight. Then yes, yeah, sign me up. Mm. Testicular pain. That doesn't sound great. 
Oh, God. That was a good question, though. Also called the clap. Thank you. Thank you. Paige asked the question. Chlamydia? No, gonorrhea. Are we talking chlamydia or gonorrhea? Gonorrhea. I thought chlamydia was the clap. No. No. Oh, no. Gonorrhea is the clap. Chlamydia burns. Got you. Got you. (laughs) Would you rather get corona or fuck mm, i had it i lost it come back to me in a second anyway one night stands like is it is it worth it to risk it post corona risk what a one night stand yeah what's the risk i mean like in the first couple of weeks like you might not know you might like fucking catch corona from somebody for all you know I mean, I feel like I feel like movies and like TV has made us think one thing about one night stands and one night stands aren't really what they are. And my experience, keep in mind, very, very little experiences that may be. I have had what I think people would deem a one night stand never in my life. Never have I gone out Fuck, I'm lying. I did once in Maryland when I was with Portnoy. That's the oh fuck, never mind. I, I was couple, gonna say a few, I have a few times, but it's been solely like when I'm out of town at colleges partying or whatever. And it was in my younger days, clearly. But outside of that, a one night stand is very hard to come by. Unless you're going like out of town with a friend group of yours already who know people out there. Like, I don't know that many people who are, ah, fuck. I guess if you're going to the bar a lot. You know what? Maybe one night stands. Bro, the ultimate walk back just happened. It went from, I have never done it to, all right, wait, I did it one time to, all right, I did it a couple times, but it doesn't really happen. You know what? Actually, now I think about it. One night stands be happening all the fucking time. That's because the older I get, the more I'm removed from that. And then I'm like, wait a second. When I was young and wild, I was a different man. Ez, have you ever had a one-night stand go bad? Oh. Have I ever had a one-night stand go bad? I have a story in mind, so I'm going to see if you remember. I think the worst, not the worst, but I know one one one-night stand I've had go bad, and then if it's not the one, you can tell me. One of the worser one-night stands I've had is the the pre-mentioned story when I was with Porno out at Maryland College Park day drinking. Uh... I got put on with a shorty out there who I chopped it up with, Jewish girl. Um, she was bragging about how she got out of paying her Uber fee. He had canceled the Uber charge the weekend before because she gave him head. And I was like, this bitch nasty. I'm here. What's up, shorty? Go down in her room or whatnot. And this bitch talking about head, talking about head, talking about head. I'm trying to get some head. And then she's on some, I don't really suck dick. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, so, so, what, so what the fuck about to happen? So long story short, I had to get out the way, even though I didn't want to. Mm. Wow, poor you. It was a bad day. Was that the one you were thinking of, Paige? That was not the one I was thinking of. Ooh. I was thinking of the one, the wonton soup. I was just about to say it. <laughs> I do. I do like. Uh, I do like Asian. Cindy, Cindy was quite a woman. Was that a one night stand? <laughs> Technically, it was not. It started as a one night stand, though. 
That's what I'm saying. A one night stand that went just completely awry. She was a squatter. I cannot get rid of her. (laughs) That That memory popped up on my Snapchat the other day. (laughs) I know you sent it to me. I was like, why does she why won't she leave? (laughs) (laughs) That is still one of my favorite stories. (sighs) She's got a baby now. What? No shit. That's fucking Yeah, she's got a baby now. Cute little Asian kid. She could have had a Blasian kid if she played her cards right. That would have been wild. I'm happy she didn't. Blasians are ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Poor thing. Paige, are you going to start dating again once... uh... Once Corona's you over, you keep saying dating again, like it's a thing that perpetually happens. Nah, you be dating on the low. Not really. Nah, people just don't um, know. Paige be having people sliding in the DMs left and right. You can't keep them out of there. People slide my DMs, but I never date them. Mm. Um. But they might be telling people that you did. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. I don't have any clout whatsoever. Now you got all the clout. No, I mean, there's always, like, someone that I'm interested in, but I'm the type of girl that, like, if you don't come up to me and make the first move, it's just not going to happen. So, that's the real issue. What if you meet a guy who's the type of guy to where if you don't make the first move, it's not going to happen? Now you're at a scale. Oh, that's that's currently what's happening. That's a terrible life to live. Yeah, it's just... Are are you going to be the bigger person? Oh, no, I wasn't. He still came up to me first. Mm. So. so Paige gets her way in the end. Oh, 100%. That's all you need to know. 100%. But if you're interested, hit up her DMs and, you know, maybe we'll bring you on the podcast and you guys have your first date on here. Oh, we could host that. Ooh. That would be a terrible we, idea. We could host a speed date. Ooh. If enough people hit the DMs, we can host a speed dating on one of our Drake casts and give each of you five minutes to sell your dreams to Paige Lee. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be a really funny idea in theory. Yo, that is happening maybe this Friday, if not next Friday, so we can put it together. I'm going to get all the boys together. Uh, what boys? All the boys who keep hitting me asking about you. Uh-huh. Hey, it happens, man. People be hitting my DMs like, yo, what's up with Paige? Look at her hair. And I was like, I know. I'm trying to no, tell you. Not. Yes, they do. <laughs> no, they do not. Bro, you're you're sleeping on the clout you got. <laughs> Somebody told me my hair looks like Hagrid today. <laughs> I don't know what that is. The Hagrid disrespect? from Harry Potter? Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hell. I couldn't is that the disagree. big guy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the big fucking monstrous dude that has the long ass curly hair. Twins. Was it because you parted <laughs> it? <laughs> but yeah. Damn. Paige is going to speed dating. All right, what else happened? I'm trying to think. Oh. So Easter was this Sunday, right? Apparently. I guess no one really went out to do anything because you really couldn't do anything. Yeah, I never... I I don't think I even left my house. 
we went down to my grandparents to drop him off like a ham and like some water and stuff like that. And that was pretty much it. I love to hear it. But we did have ham, which was a state, which I've kind of realized is a staple of holidays. And uh, I was just wondering what other kind of foods in general you guys think are holiday staples that like are a necessity when this holiday comes around. Um, for me, I love to hear you were wondering. (laughs) You know me, always wondering. (laughs) For me, that's like the food that's a staple. But as far as candy, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I fucking love those Peeps marshmallows. Mm, I'll pass on that. Okay, now that we've got ten year olds on the line. They're so good. And I don't even like sweets like that. But I love a marshmallow. Have you ever made s'mores with peeps? Wow. Life changing. No. Um, I just found out that ham was like an Easter staple. Because everybody kept, like I was talking to people and they're like, oh, make? I was like, I'm about to make some more buffalo pig. And they'd be like, oh man, I'll trade you this for this, this for this. And I'll bring you back an Easter plate. I was like, I don't want any of your trash ass Easter food. And everybody kept mentioning ham. And I'm like, what, who, who the fuck eats ham? But it seems that's a staple to Easter for some reason. Yeah, I don't even like ham, so it doesn't really affect me. But we always have it. Is there a reasoning behind this? Or is this just, like, become a thing? I feel like it was probably, like, I don't know. Uh, like someone who raises fucking pigs. And we're like, listen... We're not selling enough like hams. Like, what? What do we do? And like, oh, just say it's a fucking staple of Easter for whatever reason. Which makes no sense, since like Jesus didn't even eat pork. How do you know that? So why are y'all eating? Huh? I said, how do you know that? It's in the Bible. I'm just you don't eat swine. I'm just kidding. Like it blows my mind that that's like a staple for a religious holiday. What passage but is I'm that like, from? Hey, uh, how do you know he doesn't um, eat uh, ham? It's from uh, Leviticus. So apparently Leviticus. it used to be lamb back in the day. It used to be, what, lamb used to be? Eastern? Yeah, for the main course. Lamb's kind of expensive. I can see how they made the transition to ham. Uh, they said Easter on a budget. Everybody. So apparently it used to be a tradition in the U.S., but then wool became popular in World War II. And the demand was like up, so they were like, "Ham was a good alternative." And then it was and so cheap, yeah. And there are so many different ways that it was just like, "Hey, this is what it is." It's is always there about any the economy. Way to cook ham? Because I, I mean, feel like almost all ham almost tastes the same. It's you, it's usually just what you like glaze it with, or people eat you know, up with pineapples, brown sugar, whatever. Yeah. Outside of that Easter staple and clearly the Thanksgiving turkey staples, even though growing up until my family started deep frying the turkey, turkey wasn't even a staple like that. Nobody cared about the turkey. We was all there for the stuffing. Mm, love some good stuff. So for us, stuffing was the staple. Um, Fourth of July for me has always been, at least in my family, it's always been like a seafood broil. Like, crabs, crab legs, shrimp, the whole nine yards. Like, that's what my family has always done for the dogs. Always been a cookout with a seafood broil. Um, and I know it's like that for a lot of, like, 
I don't know if it's a southern thing, but I know it's like that for like a lot of like the East Coast South. Because like all of my family does it from like Virginia down to Atlanta. And I just assume it's because we're all close to the coast is just part of their tradition. <sighs> Christmas is tricky because I feel like lazy people eat the exact same thing a month later for Christmas as they did for Thanksgiving. Mm, trying to think. I couldn't even tell you what like our staple is for uh, Christmas. Is it not real similar to... Uh, is it not very similar to Thanksgiving? I feel like it probably is, but I feel like pretty much a lot of the meals that we do for holidays are pretty similar. I think Christmas-wise, my family started going to, like... Fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? We started, like, alternating themes, like, eight years ago, because we don't even celebrate Christmas, first of all, but we still, too, get together around that time. And we do have a Christmas dinner, which makes no sense, but I, I rock with it. <laughs> so, like, we'll do, we'll rotate like seafood or Italian or just like fried. And like, it's been like that for like the last three or four years, four or five years now. Cause I don't think there's any real like, it's almost just Thanksgiving again. And I don't want Thanksgiving again a month after Thanksgiving. Yeah. What? I don't know. Paige, do you guys have any like Christmas meals, like staples? So, for Thanksgiving, we go all out the whole feast, but for Christmas, because we spend so much time doing, like, presents and all that shit, we make it a point to do only, like, finger foods, if that makes sense. So, like, we don't actually have a Christmas dinner. It's, like, fruits and veggies and dip and, like, little... um chicken sandwich things and like everybody just makes a bunch of dishes that you can just like kind of eat on but it's not like an actual meal so you can just kind of eat as you're hungry i'm not really mad at that because i feel like when it comes to christmas it's more about like being together with the family and like i guess gift giving yeah compared to like it's like thanksgiving where or even like kind of fourth of july where it's like more definitely a more food-based kind of holiday yeah one of my exes Christmas, they never had a Christmas dinner. They just had a Christmas brunch, and their brunch slapped. Oh, I bet. They were going crazy for brunch. I'm not going to lie. I'm just kind of like Googling around. It seems like it is pretty similar to Thanksgiving. Turkey or ham. I mean, the only thing you're really going to get is like, you know, certain... Uh, eggnogs, obviously, like candy canes, gingerbread, hot chocolate. That's probably damn. The most that might be like, Christmas. Yeah, like that might be Christmas's staple. What candy canes and fucking gingerbread houses? I mean, that's probably what most people would think of if you're going to say either that or candy canes. Probably peppermint bark, maybe. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, probably candy canes and gingerbread. Yeah, because it's more of like a kid. If we're going to be real, it's more of a kid based holiday, and kids care about candy more than anything else. Oh, absolutely. Wait, are we still talking about Christmas? Yeah. Man, my mamma's peanut butter fudge. What what, what does this mamma not make? Because she make make peanut butter fudge. She Mm -hmm. makes chicken and dumplings dumplings now. Mm hmm. 
Huh. Her fried chicken. You know what we need? Good. We need her, her fried chicken. We need to get Ari on the podcast and let our <laughs> grandmas have a grandma off. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, I mean, do you not have one person in your life that just everything they make is good? My me, mom, Eli's myself. mom, Eli's dad, me. Oh. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever made? The worst thing I personally have ever made? Either of you. You know, I'll start off because mm -hmm. I need to shame myself publicly. This was during my single father of the year times. This past summer, I was going to make fried shrimp. Like, just coat it, fry it up. Like, kind of just like popcorn shrimp. But not the popcorn. Just like fried shrimp. The shit slaps. My mom does it all the time. I get it at restaurants. The shit's good. I, so, I like seasoning the shrimp. Like, I would season shrimp regularly. A little bit of Obey. A little bit of salt. A little bit of slap your mama for a little kick. Put it in the bag. Shook it up. Then I got this seafood seasoning from fucking Giants. <laughs> the issue is, like, it was like the breading to put on it to then fry it. I did not know that the breading was going to be this seasoned. Because mm. as you heard, I had just seasoned the shrimp. So now I cook it. The shit's looking delicious. Perfect color. Smells good. I bite into this bitch. You ever had a sugar cube? <laughs> Yeah, this shit tasted like a salt cube. <laughs> the shit was not at all. And everybody was giving me shit for it. They're like, bro, like, what the fuck? And I was like, I like salt. I did not intend for it to be this salty. And then Eli's dad was like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to use the fish fries or anything like that, like, he was like, those shits are always packed with seasoning. I was like, yeah, I wish somebody told me that before I used it. Damn. I so just you... thought, like, three pounds of shrimp that day. Because this Damn. shit was a bad. So you bought... Like this, the uh, breading that was already pre seasoned. I don't think I knew that it was pre seasoned. I just thought I was getting fish bread. Oh, like I a specific got it, type I of bread. I've seen a different brand because I usually get one brand, like, because we fish all summer. So, we, like, we get best of shit and then we, like, cook up the best. So, I got a different brand than that because the other, this one had, like, shrimp and oysters on the package. So, I was like, I'm going to try this one. And this one was loaded with seasoning. Mm. Yeah, that's a little risky. Yeah, definitely the worst thing I've ever cooked. I don't know if it's the worst, but like I still have not been able been able to master like cooking salmon. Like I've tried multiple times. Like the most recent time, I tried like a recipe that Anna's mom gave me because when she made it, it slapped. I don't know what I did wrong. I definitely didn't cook it fully. It was not fully cooked, and I hated it. Ugh. Bro, didn't I give you the perfect recipe for salmon? Mm, I think so, but I think this is beforehand. Like beforehand. Bro, just use my recipe. Oh, I remember what it was. You're you're not a purist. You don't want to just bathe in the beauty of the fish. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't do anything to mine but butter. Like I soak oh, a little yeah. butter on it and then I just cook. That's that's it. It turns out perfect. No, I got to put a little, little seasoning on there. Yeah, you wanted more than that. It's the fucking skin, dude. The skin gets me. Are you cooking it with skin or what? You're cooking it with the skin? Yeah. Nah, I'm all skin off. And even if I get it with the skin, 
I then take the skin off before I cook it. But my dad was talking to me on some old head shit the other day when we were talking. I don't even know how we got to Sam. We were talking about fishing. And I told him I haven't got any fishing in. And he was like, oh, so you haven't ate any? I was like, I'm still eating some salmon, like, from the grocery store. And then he was talking about pan cooking it on one side. Start with it the side down without the skin. And then cook it like that for, like, three, four minutes. And then put it in the foil like you would do if you were just going to bake it. And then put it in the oven for the rest of the, like, 15, 20 minutes. And he said the shit turns out good. So that might be the next move. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, I just pan sear my salmon and just keep flipping it over until it's cooked all the way through. Just check the No skin? Yeah, no skin. Mm. It's like that's that's probably what's fucking me up is the skin because that was always the issue. Yeah. Yeah, the skin's tricky. The worst thing I ever made was I was trying to make cookies and like from scratch cookies and I didn't let the ingredients boil long enough in the pot so the um, the cocoa powder didn't, like, do its thing. So when I mixed all of them up and went to eat the cookie, it t- it was, like, chalky. It was- Did you say boil? Yeah, you have to, like, boil the um, milk, butter, sugar, all that stuff. And then you, mm. like, make the cookie and mix in the flour and stuff. And I guess I just didn't let it boil long enough or something. And it was so bad. It was so- what kind of uh what kind of cookies were they? Um, they were. It was like some kind of. It was supposed to be like a rocky road cookie. Oh. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like super simple, and somehow I completely fucked it up, and I have not tried again because it was just so bad. So is that why you're on the strictly no bake cookies now? Exactly. <laughs> but you still have to boil all the ingredients of that too. So. I've never heard of a cookie recipe where you have to boil things. That's very new to me. Yeah, no-bake cookies is just oats and then cocoa, butter, sugar. I use vanilla almond milk, peanut butter, and I think that's it. I remember I made chocolate chip cookies from scratch once. Came out good. And, like, I was, this recipe was, like, just put a little bit of cinnamon in there to give, like, a little warmth. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. That's all I tasted with the cinnamon. <laughs> Couldn't enjoy it whatsoever. I was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> had to make it. Had to make a new batch without any fucking cinnamon. Yeah, bro. There are a few ingredients that even like the slightest pinch too much can completely ruin it, and cinnamon is one of those. Yeah. Because I remember making cinnamon pancakes one time. But I barely put it in there. Whole batch of pancakes ruined. Cinnamon's strong too. See, I like cinnamon like applesauce like. Animix like apple cinnamon pancakes, those slap, but just it didn't belong in a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Like it just, it was not it. I just want pure chocolate. Just give me all the fucking chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are, so we were talking about food, but what are some alcohols that you associate with like certain holidays? Like, does your family do certain drinks? Like, I know during Christmas, like my family makes coquito, which is like the Puerto Rican version of eggnog. And like, that's a staple forever and always. Nobody in my family drinks except me, so. Damn. Yeah, there's no alcohol you in need any that. <laughs> you what? need that rum and egg. Oh, my bad. No, what'd you say? Oh, I was about to say, you need that rum and eggnog for Christmas. That's a staple. For Thanksgiving, any wine is appreciated. 
because it's a family gathering. We can't be fucked up at the family gathering. And Van doesn't allow drinking in our house. So we can pass wine off as barely drinking. Because Jesus drank it. So wine <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Um, clearly the 4th of July. This is what most people don't understand. All my life, the 4th of July has been like beer. You dr- It's not even like your favorite beer. You don't go get like as much Hefeweizen as you can. You go get like Coronas. Or you go get Modelo's. And you just get a solid beer or some Yanglings. And you drank beer all day. Like, 4th of July is just beer. You're relaxing, you're barbecuing, you're cooking out, you're seafooding it up. Just beer. St. Patty Days? Like, I mean, like, I feel like everyone knows that's alcohol. But, like, my family, I don't think anybody's family celebrates that. Mm, I feel like I know people whose family do. But it's, like, you know, the people who are aggressively Irish, even if they're not really Irish. Yeah. <laughs> They, like, claim it to their fucking soul for this one day a year. Yeah, that's my dad's birthday, so if he ever does drink, that's, like, the one day he has a beer. Uh, what about Cinco de Mayo? Are you, Do you Ooh! guys celebrate Cinco de Mayo? I fucking love Cinco de Mayo. I used to hit the bars for Cinco de Mayo. Um, hopefully they're open by Cinco de Mayo, because I wouldn't mind getting some tequila in me. That's just a big margarita day. Mm. Yeah. None of those bullshit frozen ones, though. No frozen on the rocks only. Fuck no, just on the rocks. Uh, Telling you, if you like, if you like margaritas, come down in Delaware. I'll take you to Santa Fe. Get you that Earth Margarita, the Earth Hurricane one. Two maximum. Cut you off after that. Oh really? <laughs> Nobody's yeah, ever cut me off. That's wrong. That's the rule. Two only. Maybe it's just for that though. Just two of those is the max you can have. I gotta get one of those. Yeah, those will those will have you feeling real good or real quick. Any other holidays that like we associate with drinking? New Year's, Halloween, mm, New Year's, New Year's is just drinking. Halloween is like after you get out of college or past like twenty one, twenty two. Halloween ain't even a holiday no more. Honestly, Halloween from the time you're like twenty one, twenty two. Halloween doesn't then become a holiday again until you have kids, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you could do, like, a Halloween party if you really wanted to. Maybe if it lined up on the weekend and you just, like, want an excuse to do so. But, again, it's like, I don't know. If, any, mean, if anybody invites me to a Halloween party, then I'm going to be like, yeah, all right, nigga. Like, what's all, <laughs> what's all on? <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, is that? I mean, I feel oh, like that's just, like, the end of summer. Oh, wait, is that? What's? Labor Day week is the beginning of summer, right? Wait, I think mm. no. Memorial Day is the beginning. Labor's the end. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. those you've got to drink. Both those are like cookout days. Memorial Day weekend, twenty twenty, May twenty fifth. That's on a Monday though. Yeah, but you always get that. I guess day if off. you're like, you don't, you don't yeah, if you're off, day. you can do it Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those are solid ones. Um. I think we lost Paige for a second. I'm not sure what happened. But we're just going to keep on keeping on. Got it. Um, This is, well, you know what? We're slowly just merging what the concept of from the happy hours, uh, the shot cast of just not editing and stuff into this now. It's fine. Um, oh. <laughs> anyway. So you brought this up the other day in the group chat about 
this is a perfect time to reach out to, you know, family or people you don't usually talk to. I just want to know what inspired that. Um, I think me and my little sister is close anyway. So like we always talk and whatnot, but I think, uh, I was talking to her and we were just vibing and just chatting up for like an hour and a half, two hours going by. And like, usually we'll like talk for like 20, 30 minutes. And like, she's got a baby and a husband. Like she's got to go get the house ready or go take care of the kid or run to the grocery store. Or like, I'm in the midst of like hopping out the shower or headed somewhere or going to do this. And like, we was just on the phone for like a little over two hours. And it was like, it was nice. Cause like, we don't never have no problem talking. It was like, damn, that was two hours. And I, there was nothing else for me to do. Like I had no rush. I didn't need to get off the phone to go nowhere. She didn't need to go through the phone to go nowhere. Which is a good time to vibe out. And then I was thinking, I was like, man, because I say all the time, I am one of 11. I got siblings I like. I got siblings I don't like. I got siblings I keep in contact with, some I don't. And I was like, man, like, this is a good time for me to just, like, hit them up, see how they doing, make sure they holding up all right through all this, make sure everything's good. Just, like, simple shit like that. Because, like, if I can't do that right now, I'm up piece of shit excuse for a person like i'm literally doing nothing yeah so like it would be crazy if i couldn't like stop and check in and see how they live it because literally i'm doing nothing a lot of them have time off from work right now or they're working from home or they're homeschooling their kids right now so like there's conversations to be had mm-hmm. okay and it makes you look good like as like you can, like, touch bases with them and, like, make sure the fam good. Get some talking time in when you usually don't have time to talk to them because you be busy and shit like that. So, like, it's just an all-in-all good look. Um. So, do you think that other people should not only be reaching out to family, but maybe just people they haven't, like, talked to in a while just to, like, check up and see, um, like, what they're up to and kind of rekindle, like, old friendships or relationships or whatever? Like Absolutely. Like, I didn't reach out to a couple of different, like, friends who, like, I don't have any problem with, or we never really, like, had a falling out. We just don't talk as much no more, because, like, life, while in our tw- mid-20s now, you go your ways and shit like that. So, like, I, it's, right now is the time to just, like, make sure everything on your ends is good. This will be the time to have your communication at its peak, because, like, it don't hurt nobody to send someone a text from a few months back that you just haven't spoke to or had time to chop it up with, ask how they're doing, how they're transitioning in their work environment, if their city's safe right now, if they're being able to go out. Like, there's so much you can talk about. Like, you can't be like, oh, there's nothing to talk about right now because there's literally so much to talk about. All you got to do is ask how it is, and they're going to have three, four different stories to tell you. Like, oh, shit, my Walmart don't got fucking toilet paper. I haven't had meat at the grocery store. I don't want to go. Like, just simple shit like that's going to spark a conversation. Yeah. Paige, I know you, we kind of lost you for a second and now you're back. So just so you know, we're kind of talking about reaching out to either like family members or like even people mm-hmm. that you don't usually talk to and just kind of like, you know, opening those lines of communication back up or like even like rekindling maybe people you haven't talked to, like reaching out, seeing how they're doing or just even friends that maybe like, you you know, you're like boys with or girls with, but you don't talk to on a regular mm-hmm. basis, kind of that kind of stuff. So, like, what do you think about um, that? I've been frequently calling my family, and I never talk to my family. Like, I even called my stepmom the other day just to, like, see how she's doing. And she was so shocked when she answered the phone. She was like, um, 
yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. Like she was so confused. Um, but I've been talking to my grandparents a lot. I don't really talk to them quite often. Um, I do the ones in Florida, but not the ones that like live really close. Um, I even yeah. talked to like some cousins that live in like California just to like, you know, see how everybody was up. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. What about uh, like old friends that maybe you're not as close to or X, Y, Z? No, I mean like some of my friends that I'm like friends with, I haven't even talked to. So friends is a little bit different mm. because for me at least, because I feel like if you haven't checked up on me, this is like real selfish, but like if you haven't checked up on me, I'm probably not going to check up on you either. To be fair. This is like the bar thing all over again. Or oh, like 100%. a guy situation. You, <laughs> you don't want to reach out to them. They got to come yeah, to you. 100%. I mean, like I have a, I have a strong yeah, group of like six or seven that I talk to all the time. But like people that I normally hang out with, some of them have not even like said hello or anything to me. So, and we've been in quarantine for like a month now. So, Damn. petty, but it is how it is. Yeah, I'm the complete <laughs> opposite. Like, even if I haven't talked, even if I haven't talked to you in like a few months, six, eight months, I know like for me, it's I know like I have more free time on my hands because I'm literally doing nothing. So, like, it's going to take me one minute to send a text and find out how you live in. If you reply, I mean, it's me hitting your phone. You're, they, they finna reply. If you reply, it's all good. If they don't reply, it's like, all right, like, shorty may be busy or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, you know what? I did reach out. I checked in, see how they're doing. Just simple shit like that. It's also a good time. If you got any friends, any family members who you know was going through something, it's always a good time to check on them when it comes around to this is because I just went through this with, like, three or four people. It was actually kind of crazy. And, like, I feel like people don't remember to check in on their friends who have, like, gone through something around this same time, like, a year or two ago. And I think it's just with our generations. We're on our phones. We're busy. We're traveling, school, work, all that shit. We, like, forget about it. But, like, now that I got more free time on my hands, it's like, damn, Shorty went through this with her pops last year. Or two years ago, someone went through this with her mom. And, like, now's the time. Like, I've got, like I'm saying, I got time on my hands to, like, send a text, call, like, yo, how are you holding up? I remember, like, just the same time of the year that, like, so-and-so passed away or whatnot. Yeah. Like, I hope you're good. Just, like, small talk to check on them. Because I remember there was a girl I was talking to, like, a year and a half ago. And we were, like, cool. We were starting to get to the point where we were going to talk. And her dad had passed away like at the beginning of May, end of May. It was sometimes around April or May. And then I went to camp. And I got back and she was like not fucking with me at all. And it took like a year to like just rebuild even a friendship. And her view of it was that like I left her hanging. And it was really like I just got busy and caught up. I didn't want her to make it feel like her dad died and I just ignored her. So now I try to go out of my way, especially if I got friends who I know went through stuff like that, to, like, I feel like I was not guilty, but in a way I was kind of guilty. So now I make sure, like, yo, like, if I know you went through something like that a year ago or two years ago, I'm going to check in and make sure, like, you're still doing all right now because I get emotions are still there. 
And this is the time to do that. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. It's very interesting because you guys are almost like polar opposites when it comes to this. Like, I feel like as is always keeping, like trying to keep up with as many people as possible. And then Paige is like the complete opposite where she's like, listen, if I fuck with you, I'll definitely keep up with you. But at the same time, like it works both ways. Like you got to kind of come yep. to me. I'm not going to do it all. And I feel like I kind of respect that also. Cause there's like, I don't know. There's a lot of like, you have friend groups and stuff, you know, kind of notice like, I noticed like some of my friend groups, I'll like try to put more effort in just to kind of keep things together. And at some point it's like, all right, dude, can someone just fucking respond to a yeah. message once in a while? Like, it's not that fucking hard. Um, I got a tight knit group of the boys and just squad in general. Those people, we know what it is. It's a hundred with us all the time. I know what I'm gonna get for them. Those the ride or die. That's just what it is. The other people, as far as like keeping in contact, making sure they're good. I don't know why, but people just don't realize I'm just a good overall guy. And that's just like the honest to God <laughs> truth. I'm really just a good person. God. What it really comes down to. To me, you could just hear him smiling as he's fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this always goes back to like just how my parents are and how we were raised. Me being the first person to send a text to check on you, even if we don't even talk like months at a time, or like I feel like I'm doing more work than that. You might not be my realest friend. You might not be my best friend. You might just be an acquaintance slash barely friend. But who's to say I don't need you in two months, three months, four months? Who's to say there's not a favor or a situation you can help me out with down the road and me reaching out to you and still keeping a lot of communication doesn't bode well for me? Like, there's no way that's going to hurt me in the long run. So why, like, just burn bridges to burn bridges? So I've never been a burn bridges. For well, I'm not, I'm not burning bridges. I'm just letting that bridge rot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> but you're checking on people for the possible payout in the future. I just don't give a fuck. I'm not checking on them for the possible payout. I'm just saying, like, in general, everybody needs checked on. So... Even if it behooves, maybe it behooves me down the future, maybe it don't. Maybe you don't got nobody checking up on you. So, like, who's to say you don't sleep better at night? Because, yo, Ed sent me a text. He asked if I was doing good. I'm doing good. We had a two-minute conversation. And now I can sleep a little better than knowing that I did nothing today. Nobody texted me. So, it's like, uh, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lose no sleep over texting somebody and them not texting me back. I think, to be fair, also... When usually when Paige like burns a bridge or lets it rot, it's usually because like someone did something to her that she didn't fuck with, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not dealing with that." Compared to just like maybe you just kind of don't talk to people because you know you get busy and you drift apart. Paige is usually like, "Nah, this person did this, and I don't fuck with that." So this is where we now stand. Yeah, if, if I'm right, Paige. And it's just because like I started living by the whole treat people how they treat you. And once you start doing that, you start cutting a lot of people off. And that's a lot less energy wasted on people that don't deserve it. Well, let me ask this. Because I wrote an article on this once. Dude should have made it into a book. Because it was a long-ass article. It was like 11 <laughs> different like browser tests. I had to keep scrolling and keep scrolling. Here's Jesus. my thing about the treat people how they treat you mindset. I don't know who 
ever told anybody that or why that was ever a mindset that was put out. But once you think about it, like, after you put, like, 20 seconds of thought into it, that is a terrible <laughs> way to live life. Because <laughs> if you treat people, just we'll go to the simplest, most easy scenario to paint here. If you treat people how they treat you and they treat you bad, you're down a shitty person because you're treating somebody else like shit as well. And by that logic alone, that makes that mindset and that method terrible. Wait, isn't the mindset treat people the way you want to be treated? The mindset is treat people the way you... That's a better one, treat people the way you want to be treated. But she says she's of the mindset of treat people the way they treat you. <laughs> Which is how some people live life. That's how I do it. <laughs> That's because uh, if they treat you bad, that means you didn't have to treat them bad. And now, no, it's more like energy. it's more like I put in the same amount of effort that I'm getting back. Not like if somebody treats me like a complete bitch, I'm not going to treat them like a complete bitch. It's more like when you have a friend She's and that friendship energy. is like completely one sided and it's only coming from you. If I'm not getting anything back, I'm just going to stop giving you any effort. Because you're not reciprocating it. So what's the point of me wasting that energy on somebody? Okay. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. But to play devil's advocate, since mm -hmm. I did read this article, let's say you do have a friend. And let's say for sake of argument, something that's unreasonably long to ignore you or just give you no attention, eight months. For eight months, you're trying to talk to them. You're texting them. You're reaching out, trying to hang out. And they're giving you the runaround or they can't. And to you, that seems like they're just being a bear, a terrible friend and like you're putting in effort and they're mm -hmm. putting in no effort. So it's like, damn, like what the fuck? But at the same time, let's say that in this eight months, they're dealing with something, whatever it can be, layoff from job, family shit, and they just really don't have time or the energy to try to focus on anything outside of that. Then I don't think you like necessarily weigh your effort versus their effort because they might really just be in a very dark place in life. And that's when they need their friends most. Even if they're not like reciprocating it or hitting you back, it's still nice to get checked in on and like get a text, get a call. Because then who knows? One of those days might be the day that like, you know what? Fuck it. I've been in this four month slump. Paige just hit me up. She's trying to help me. Let me go grab lunch with her. And that could be all it takes to get them out this slump thing. Yeah. I don't know who in eight months doesn't have the time to send one text message like, hey, I'm going through some shit. I'll talk to you when I can. That takes about five seconds. And you had eight months to do that. You know, like, yeah, but if you're going text messages worse, if you don't respond in two text messages, I'm not going to say jack shit to you until you respond to me. Because I have no way of knowing that you're going through something until sense. you say something. Yeah, that's true. Because people definitely get like turned off. Like, let's say you send a couple texts, you don't hear back. It's like, all right, well, fuck you then. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and try to keep reaching out if you're not gonna at least like give me something. But do y'all get like that with yeah. your friends? Like, with my boy, I hit my boys two times and they don't text. I hit them four times and they don't respond. I'm not gonna be like, all right, fuck you, nigga, because you didn't text me. I'm gonna keep checking in on them. Like next week, I'm gonna send you a text. Week after that, yo, you wanna go fishing with the boys? We're going to cases to drink tonight. I'm going to keep checking in just in case you do eventually respond. Because at that point, the first thing I'm going to think of is this nigga probably going through something. Because I know my friends. And if my friend's not texting me for a month, two, three months at a time, 
they probably going through something. So I'm gonna still stay on them. No, that's fair. If if you're actually friends and like you know your friends and they're not hitting you back, like and you you probably have a feeling that something's up. But if it's just kind of like someone that maybe you kind of fuck with and you like you're like ah eh, you're like they're they're like a cuss friend where it's like if you see them you're cool but like you know you might hang out but it's something crazy you don't hear back you might just kind of be able to like distance yourself more from them. Yeah. Um, for me, it depends on if this is like a reoccurring situation or if they're just not responding to you like one time. Like if this is a reoccurring thing, like they never answer you back, they never give you the time of day, and you're constantly trying to like keep going with the friendship. No, nah, I don't have fucking time for that. But if it's like they always respond, you're always hanging out, and then all of a sudden they just like ghost, something's probably wrong, and I'm not going to write that off. And I'm going to like give you your space to figure, you know, out whatever else. But, yeah. So basically the moral story is maybe, you know, just reach out to someone if you, if you find the need to. Maybe you can make a little difference in someone's life during these times. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, I guess. Or you can do the page approach where, hey, keep that same energy. If you want, if you want to talk, I'm here, but I'm not going to go out of my way and bend over backwards for you. It is what it is. Real quick, I don't really have much to say, but I just feel like we should inform the people because, you know, we are the news source. Um, Bernie did endorse Biden today. Biden acts shocked about it as if they weren't on a fucking, like, Zoom meeting and didn't fucking know what was planned or what was going on. You probably got to start that with letting the people know that Bernie dropped. Because I don't know if we talked about that <laughs> oh, last week, fuck. this weekend, right? I think it might have yeah, so Bernie did drop if you guys didn't know. News news flash. Um, yeah, I don't know why Buddy not surprised about this endorsement. Who the fuck else was he gonna endorse? Who the fuck else is still running for the Democrats? Maybe uh Mark Cuban just comes up and it wouldn't work and says, I want in. I don't think he would want to run against Trump. I think he would have the first time. I don't think he would this time. I think they're in cahoots, like I said. I think Bernie's doing this to be Biden's VP, and I think it'll be a Bernie, a Biden Bernie ticket, which will still do us no good. So it's just troubling times. <laughs> or maybe we get a burn, maybe we get a Biden Bloom ticket. Do you think he would? What's the appeal of Bloom though to appeal to the old? Well, Biden's already got like older vo- voters with yeah, him, so I think no, you need someone younger. There, there's no appeal to Bloom. Bernie's the only real option here. The only op- yeah. the only logical option would be Bernie. But he'll find some way to fuck this up. He'll pull fucking Camilla back out or some shit to try to get the minority vote. That's what I'm assuming. You get the women and the minority. But, I mean, Biden apparently already has a good minority base strictly because of Obama. I was going to say, I think he, is stupid. he pulls well with Obama because Biden was our boy. He was the chill-ass president. See, he, that's cool and all, but, like, I don't think he's going to be a good president. I think he's, like, too far gone. He just seems out there. I dude. think he's the perfect VP. Not everybody is yeah. meant to own the company. Some niggas need to just manage it. And Biden is a first-year, just a little manager. We don't want to give Biden the big task. We want to give him <laughs> We want to give him the little tasks that have been given to you by the president. It's like, hey, just go out there, like, shake some hand, try not to, like, do some sketchy things with young girls, because it seems like you have this issue, and we'll keep it moving. 
<sighs> Biden, Biden, Biden. So, do you guys fuck with Ticketmaster? Because I've been thinking about this as soon as I started writing this topic up for today. And these ticket websites are out of control. The amount of fees that you have to pay whenever you buy something is fucking preposterous. Like, you might get a good ticket deal for, like, whenever I try to buy tickets for the Eagles game. It's like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then you get the fees in the process. 100%. And you, like, get fucked over. The, um, what's it called? Yeah. The, um... Is it called processing fee? Oh yeah, my it's god! Like it's always like half, if not more, of the ticket value. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're going to like smaller bands where like their tickets are super cheap, and then you're like, why is the processing and like service or whatever fee you want to call it? Like, yeah, I started using that. Um, what's the one David David Dobrik always talks about? Uh, not Ticketmaster, Seat. Uh, Seat I started using that one, and it's it's way more, um, it's way cheaper. I just use Game Day. <laughs> game Day, yeah, not Game Day, Game Time. That one has pretty decent tickets, and the fees. I mean, I feel like the issue. I'm not like pressed about it, or because I just happened for so long. But the fees plus the ticket price is still going to be a little less than the overall <laughs> ticket if I was to like just go get the ticket from a real vendor. That's the only reason I don't bitch, but they, they do get kind of crazy with those fees. So uh, I bring this up because <clears throat> something interesting happened where for a while Ticketmaster was offering like full refunds for basically any event that was either canceled, postponed, or rescheduled. And then they just recently changed their terms of service. <clears throat> and now they're only offering... Well, well, they started and they said now they were only offering refunds if the show was canceled, not if it was postponed or rescheduled. And then they got a shit ton of backlash. So then they changed it up again and they were saying now it's ultimately up to the event organizer if they like postponed it or rescheduled if they're giving people refunds. Um, and I was like, I, I, here's the thing. <clears throat> I can get where you're saying, like, if it's postponed or rescheduled, like, I don't want to give you a refund. Like, that makes a lot, like, in my mind, that makes logical sense. But I have so much hate for, like, Ticketmaster and, like, Live Nation and all that shit. I'm like, you know what? How about you just offer the fucking refund, dude? And then just deal with it when it comes. The issue, logically, it doesn't make sense to give a refund if it's been postponed. Yeah. Business wise, because that's gonna siphon so much money out of your accounts and out of your profits and shit. They'll probably go in the red for this quarter or this year if they had to give refunds think... back and wait for these shits that are postponed and now get dates. Because everyone's gonna be like, "We don't know how long this is gonna be. We don't know how when it'll be postponed." Till so, just run me my money. The issue with that is they're not a company based off of running people back their money, so I doubt they have yeah. accounts. Or savings meant for bussing people back or refunds like that. So they go in the red. But then to the consumer part, like I just said, if I bought a ticket that I was trying to go to with my friends, we were going on vacation for Memorial Day weekend in the May, and we were down in South Carolina at the beach, and we wanted a ticket to see something. And I'm never going to be in South Carolina again. Give me my refund. 
Because now the postponement means nothing to me. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a situational thing. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. But they can't make it to where it's, like, situational. Because then everybody would just, like, write in with that excuse to get their refund. So I think they got to make it to where they keep it how it is. And you only get a refund if it's canceled. And I don't think any of these places are going to just upright cancel They'll just keep postponing until they find a date that works. Some of these concerts I was looking at, like this postponement could end up getting pushed back to like next year's festivals. Like Oof. they might not like they they won't have the venues or spacing to do it like in the fall because of like other seasons being in play and like tailgates and shit like that. College campuses have tailgates, they have football, they have basketball, other fall sports and shit. The NFL's coming back into play. The NBA is gonna be pushed back. It's going to be hard to get prime videos or sell the quantity of tickets you usually do. So your postponement might get pushed back the whole year now. That's fucking annoying. And mm. at that rate, it's like... That's fucking annoying. What? Yeah, at that rate, I might just want my refund. Because um, yeah. I have a ticket to a festival here in Kentucky, but it's in July. Hopefully we'll be out of this shit by July. But... Damn, yeah. You would but fucking you never know. hope so, dude. But... I did buy insurance on it. Oh, that's. I want to say it was like January, um, because there are so many good acts coming, and I'll finally get to see Jack Harlow live. So I was like, "Oof, I'm gonna hop on that." But um, yeah, I actually bought insurance. The the one time I actually bought insurance on things was that festival and my plane ticket for. California, which was supposed to be this month. Not once have I ever done that before, but for this reason, or like for some reason this year I did. And it just happened that I needed it for both. You just... So. Damn, dude. I always get the insurance. Did you think it... it do you really? Always. You never know what's going to happen. What if I get sick and Delta plan with me? No, nigga, I need my money back. I'm not going to lie. If I'm buying like a plane ticket... In specific, and I'm putting money down. I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't know. I could be like in wheelchair yeah. bound. I'm still getting on that plane. Like that's because you don't. Everything might insurance. be broken. Now that's because I've already decided. If I decided mentally that I'm doing something, yeah, it's got to get done one way or yeah. Another. But you never know what untimely event's gonna ruin that. But if there's a real untimely event, actually, no. I was gonna say some dumb shit. I was gonna say I'm not gonna worry about my money. But I was 100% yeah. me fucking pressed for my yeah. money. <laughs> um, you said you would be able to see Jack Harlow yeah. for the first time. Let me ask another question. How do you feel about artists who, even when these concerts get, like, rescheduled or the postponement dates come out, if they're, like, fall dates or end of summer dates, who aren't going to show up because they still don't want to risk it? Does that then make you want to refund on your ticket? Because it's the same event. Just the artists or some artists that you want to see aren't going to perform. Because Young Thug already said he's not performing before fall. So if he's on any ticket to perform in the summer, this nigga's not performing. And I feel like you'll see that with a lot of big artists. Where, like, they'll still have the openers and some acts. But the big ticket niggas might not be showing up for this. Because they don't care about this little money. Anymore. Um, For him specifically... Because it's in his hometown, if it's still on, I highly doubt he'll cancel. But then also, there were so many other ones that I really wanted to see 
that like when I buy a festival ticket, I have to narrow it down to like, these are all the people I want to see. If I were to buy a $50 ticket for each or like even a $20 ticket, if I were to buy a $25 ticket for each one of the people I want to see, is it more than the ticket value? And if it's more than a ticket value, I just fucking buy it because it's worth it. Who else is on this ticket that would interest you? Because I'm trying to think of like who would be performing at the same place as this nigga Jack Harlow. I mean, it's like a music festival. So it's not like just people from. What type of festival? It's just, it's not any specific type. It's just like everybody, all genres. Let's see. Um, I'll pull it up. Um, Tash Tiltana, Grace Potter, John Bellion, uh, Jack Johnson, Cage the Elephant, Jack Harlow, Three Eye Blind, Alan Stone, the 1975, Rock Hampton. Who are these people? You never heard of the 1975? I've never heard of none of these people. Well, I mean, if you're not like, if you don't like this kind of music, band. then it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm, so, are those people like bands for the most part? No, most of them are singular artists. But then on the third day, it's a lot of bands. So, was Harlow like the only rapper? No, there's also Little Tecca, Young Gravy. Young Gravy? Yeah. What? Uh, Whale. That too. Wale. Um, even if there were more rappers, I literally wouldn't know their names. Hey, do you no. do you guys know who Young Gravy yeah, is? A couple of Young Gravy songs. Uh, look up his picture real quick and let me know. Also, what some man you think of this guy. I know what he looks like. Because he looks real dumb in this fucking oh, his, picture. His music is also real dumb. They're just fun. He's kind of like, what's that white rapper who used to rap a little? Not Riff Rap, but the other one. Lil Dicky. Is that white? Because Lil Dicky actually has a <laughs> Oh, no. Um, yeah. He was mainly like a parody. Oh, rapper. Al. Um, are you talking about Al Yankovic? Yeah. Yeah. Young Gravy is like a Stop. lesser version of him. <laughs> but he got a couple. His shit's fun to box. Oh, box no. There's also yeah, I'll miss me with that. I was definitely oh, go ahead. I was about to say I was definitely kind of shocked that you said Wale after listening to these bozos. I don't, I don't know what the fuck Wale would be doing out there, but it's good to see he's on well, tour, kid. That's where they uh, yeah. that's where a lot of artists make all their money from. It's touring. Yeah, but most of his touring is like big tour. Wale's a huge artist. Yeah, but I'm assuming. I mean, festival's probably easy money. I mean, I guess, but even usually when you hear about, like, rappers and festivals, they're usually there with, like, a lot of other rappers, and they, like, vibe out, like, that weekend and shit. I just don't know if Wale's kicking it with fucking Young Gray. No, he's on a different day. He's on the same day as Cage the Elephant, Jack Harlow, Third Eye Blind, Manchester Orchestra, Alan Stone, who's pretty big. (laughs) Perfect. Festivals are just so diverse in their music where it's like you hear while like yeah. fucking Manchester, Manchester yeah, there's no like, like the same fucking there's line. no vibe to this at all when it comes to music. It's just like a fuck ton of people it's, put together. 
Yeah. Where is this at? It's like Firefly or like Coachella or anything like that. Where is this at? Is this, you said yeah, it's in uh, Kentucky? Man, get Wale off this ticket because I don't know if it's going to be appreciated <laughs> out there. Sandwiched in between the people you just listed? I just don't know. He could get booed like Drake. And no, and his, his name is real tiny on this. <laughs> and he's oh, the wow. biggest artist he's there, probably. <laughs> get him off. I was uh I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know if you guys have anything <laughs> left on this Jack Harlow stuff. But um what was I watching? I think I got real bored and I clicked on a clip of um Paige will appreciate <gasps> this, the impulsive podcast. And uh it was the Paul Brothers and their dad, and then they were he was talking about uh when he had a heart attack and like he was basically like saying like where he lived at like they wouldn't have been able to get to him in time, blah, blah, blah. They couldn't find him. So we just, like, decided to follow his gut and, like, start driving. And then eventually, like, he, I guess fucking, I, I didn't listen too much, but he ran into, like, mm-hmm. an ambulance who was actually coming to pick him up or whatever. And he was talking about, like, basically the the heart attack that he had was, like, called a Widowmaker, which oh, is, wow. like, a 5% chance of surviving. And uh, they pretty much were, like, the doctor was, like, if you hadn't driven yourself, like basically almost to the hospital you would have died and he was talking about you know there's a lot of moments in my life where i have a gut feeling and i don't listen and then i always look back and wish i would went in my gut so i was just wondering are there like do you guys listen to your gut when things happen or are you more of like a mental person and are there moments where you look back in life and you're like damn if i had just went with my gut feeling in the situation this could have turned out better or maybe worse like if you did listen to it that's a good question. Um, always the on. gut feeling thing is always weird to me because I don't think I've ever had like a real gut feeling. I, so the only answer I really have for that is like, I guess the only regret because that's pretty much what the question is, I assume. So with that gut feeling, I guess I would have to tie to my only regret. And that would be, I guess, <laughs> my gut feeling slash I was impulsive and I was fucking fucking entitled and I didn't need this shit. I should have quit football my senior year when I did. But my my parents made me go back and that is the reason I lost numerous scholarships. And I tell my dad all the time, if I would have followed my impulse decision that I didn't like how that nigga was talking to me at practice that day, and if I would have stick with that quitting, I would have still had those scholars on the table because I would have never got hurt senior year. So that's Wait, only- so you you think that even if you would have quit your senior year, you would have still got scholarships Nick, coming? Fucking Elon. There was like seven or eight. I had 23 offers at the time. Seven or eight guaranteed me that if I gave them the verbal before the start of the season, they didn't care if I played at all. Elon, NCANT, JMU, ODU, fucking. There was one down in Texas, a D1 down there, a smaller one. TSU, Texas State University. All I had to do is tell them niggas I'm coming to play for y'all. I could have set up my whole senior season, signed my name on a letter of intent in February, and been on my way. Damn. Because I had thought about this before I was going to quit. Because this nigga was talking to me however he wanted for two days in practice. I was like, nah, nigga, you don't lost your mind. And then you ended up getting hurt, so you should have followed I, I your guess gut. so. That's interesting, though. You don't really have, like, gut feelings or just maybe not, like, literally in your gut. But, like, there's just something telling you, like, this is what you should do. I don't do. really, like, second guess once or, like, think deeply into much things like that. I just, 
make a decision and go with it because I, I really don't care about that much. So that's just how I've always lived. It always interests me, though, when people talk about their gut feelings. There's there's one other thing that interests me, but I'll circle to that after I hear what Paige's answer for this is. Um, so it depends on the situation. Most of the time, I do go with my gut. But it depends on, like, the size of the situation. Like, a lot of the times, um, say I'm, like, out with friends or something, I'll get, like, a really bad gut feeling that, like, somebody that I don't want to see is going to show up or something stupid's going to happen or, I don't know, you just kind of feel, like, off. Like, something feels weird. And I'm literally always right about it. So that's a little strange. But when it comes to bigger decisions, for example, quitting my job at that law office and going back to camp for the second time, yeah, I wanted to. But I thought about that for like two or three days, made a pros and cons list, talked to my dad, um, talked to, I think it was Haley or maybe Nick, somebody that was, it might have been both. But I like talked it out with a lot of people because that's how I think better when I like talk about stuff. Um, so I guess it depends on like the size of the situation or the size of the decision. If I trust my gut or go with like a rational decision. But there hasn't been a gut instinct time that I've like regretted. So that's good. As what was the other thing you had? Oh shit, my bad. I zoned out here. Oh, I was getting thirsty. Thanks if I need to go get something to drink or just drink this stagnant Thank water next drink. to my bed. Um, never mind. Uh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, like, I've never understood like gut feeling because I don't really have it. Or when people are like, "Yeah, I talk to God." Here's the thing with that as well. Like, I get a prayer, but, like, I know niggas who are, like, they talk to God and, like, claim they get, like, answers or scared in the right door. That has also never happened with me, and those two things just confuse me beyond belief. I do find that interesting when people say they talk yeah. to God. Because I'm like, like who are you talking prayer, to? But, like, there's no, like, conversation. So when people say that, I'm like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Is who are you actually talking to? Are they the voices yeah. in your head? What about you, Eric? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a very logical person when it comes to things, but then sometimes there's just a moment where I'll think something out, and then it's just like, "Fuck it, let's just do it and see what happens." Like sometimes it's just you're not really living if you're yeah. overthinking and overanalyzing all the time. Cause like, what's the fun in that? Sometimes you have to like make a mistake or like do some shit, and then that's how you fucking learn and live. It's like you don't want to look back on your life. Like, let's say you're telling your grandkids, and they're like, "Oh, like grandpa, like grandma, like what? Like, how were you living? Like, what was life when you were younger?" And it's like, "Well, I made a lot of calculated decisions, and then I ended up at this job, and it was boring. And then I met your grandmother, and she was fine. And then like." You know, life went on and we had kids yeah. and we're all secure. It's like, no one wants to fucking hear about that, dude. Tell us about the time you blacked out and then got yeah. carried home. Like, what? Like, That's what something I need to work on. The only really spontaneous decision I've ever made was spending my whole camp paycheck to go to Australia. Yeah. And, and I thought about that for maybe five minutes. Stories and pictures and like, for okay. days, dude. 
Well, guess we're doing it. Yeah. There's just a certain level 100%. of living that you have to do. Like, even it was like with North Carolina where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get off. And then like, as was like, we're on for the weekend. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going like, all right. Email my manager. Hey, I'm not going to be here Friday. That's it. And then I was like, I'll figure everything else out after. And <laughs> luckily, Anna was going and let me use her car. Big ups to Anna. Yeah, shout what out to Anna. I think she's officially, I think she's officially put in her deposit today to go to St. Louis, I'm pretty sure, unless she hears back from Vandy, which she <sighs> still has not. St. Louis is St. Louis. I wish all the best <laughs> out there. I'll come back. <laughs> it's going to make squad meetups a, it's gonna make squad meetups a lot trickier. I guess we're going to be going Midwest often. Hey, you said you want to go out to Montana. Maybe we can go scope out a spot for you. Anywhere near Montana? I think there's different. All I'm saying is Kentucky is between Virginia and St. Louis. Yeah, it literally is. Do you know how I'm getting to St. Louis? I'm going north. I would have to go west and get to Kentucky. I'm cutting up the PA Ohio route to get to Kentucky. East of Virginia. You just said Kentucky's west of Virginia. Oh. I'm thinking yes, east of Kentucky, my <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to think about that. I was like, nobody's not. I was like, the only thing over there is the ocean. I mean, Kentucky is right next to Missouri. Yeah, technically. But I'm, I'm going up from Virginia. Where I'm going in Virginia, I'm going up. You're probably going like more like honestly just yeah, straight yeah, yeah. west. So there would be no Kentucky. Through Kentucky. Up. No, you would have to Bro, go through I'm Kentucky. I'm looking at the route right now from Virginia to St. Louis. I don't touch Kentucky once. So what are you going? West Virginia, Ohio, and Indiana, let me, Illinois, let me, let me Missouri? Say <laughs> So if you're going from Virginia, I'm assuming you're going West Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, into Missouri. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, and then I got to pull it up. Route. <laughs> You yeah, said you already had it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, I, damn, Paige, I'm not even going to lie to you. The fastest route, you're going to hate <laughs> to hear this. You go south into Tennessee, <laughs> come up through, <laughs> come up through the bottom of Missouri. What and map are you looking at? The other, the other route, which will be 12 hours and two minutes, is you go through West Virginia, top of Ohio, down through, I don't even know what state that is, Indiana, and then you're right there through Illinois to Missouri. The longest route from Fredericksburg to Missouri would be to go through West Virginia and then go through Kentucky, pass through Lexington, and then go all the way through Illinois. So we go around Kentucky for sure. <laughs> oh, my God, so ridiculous. Damn, who would have thought? Damn, it just seems like Paige says something. She's using a different map than me. Yeah, because... She just typed Virginia. <laughs> no, nah, look at the first Virginia. one. No, nah, look at the first one. Fredericksburg. You typed Fredericksburg. I'm not coming from Fredericksburg. Mm. Where, Where are you coming from then? Where are you coming from then? You just said you're coming from Virginia. You still have to go. <laughs> you won't be touched. I got people I got to visit in West Virginia. The hell? Look, it's literally in that no, that's center. Actually like, you know, you're pretty on the way, it looks like. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Damn, you could even scoop nah, on I know the way. I'm crazy. 
But what we could do after now looking and seeing where Missouri is, fuck, I need to get the map again. Bro, we're all connected. Virginia can literally in it's like it's the middle uh, middle states touching Missouri. You're St. Louis is barely in Missouri. No, I'm looking at it. By the way, wow, we yeah, it's it's not not we gonna go literally. crazy. We gonna just go to Arkansas. Bro, we can go. Actually, I don't know if Anna's parents will still be there, by the way. Bro, why don't we just go all the way up to Montana and then just do a little road trip through Idaho and hit Washington and Oregon down to Cali? I wouldn't mind going to Montana. I'm trying to get some real fish. Yeah, dude. So we fly out to Montana, right? Get a rental car because as is experience with rental cars. And then we just go on a little road trip, Washington, Oregon, Cali, and then fly back out out of LAX. Uh, I'm going to have to put some thought into that. In the meantime, make sure you get your fishing license, man, because we're trying to get some fishing in ASAP. Yeah, but don't I have to get yeah, one in so Virginia. Make sure you get that, bro. <laughs> Bet. Right on there. All right, let's do a little quick Porsche Soft Sports Talk. I mean, we kind of already talked about it before the podcast, but McCaffrey got a new extension. Did you know he was on the last year of his rookie deal? I didn't I even realize that. Yeah, so he's got four years, $64 million, uh extension. going to be averaging about $16 million a year. And then, you know, whatever signing bonus guarantees and all that shit. But that's that's a solid little paycheck. Highest played uh, running back by far. Um, the only other thing is the NFL, they decided with the PA that they're going to start their virtual offseason and basically until mm-hmm. training camp. So now teams can, from what I was reading, they can distribute offseason program, like materials to players, start virtual workouts. If, you know, you got those workout bonuses. Oh, cool. And then – um. The shitty thing that I was reading is, let's say 49 different states are all off a of lockdown. Even if one, it needs to be all 50 states for like the lockdown to be over for the restrictions to be uh, off. It doesn't make much sense because there's like 20 states who don't even have teams. Yeah. So imagine just like, let's say New York, like New York, Philly, they've been having a lot of bad outbreaks, right? They're still on fucking shutdown. So New York's on shutdown for whatever reason, or like even PA. Like, you're fucked, which yeah. is stupid. Don't want to give them that competitive advantage, though. Only other thing I think about was ESPN put on a horse competition. I did not watch it. I don't even think they really did a good job advertising it, but I haven't heard anything put about it, so it must not have been good. Oh, yeah, a horse competition? We're, we're cool. I saw a tweet from Skip, though, where he said that LeBron lost to a non-NBA player. I don't know what he was referencing, but people were furious about it, per usual. Niggas like that, though? Just like the fucking dunk league players who are like literally just dunkers, they clearly dunk better than most NBA players because that's all they do. So I can see like those niggas who hit like trick shots, like part of the members of Dude Perfect, being able to beat NBA players in fucking horse. Because them niggas practice like half court shots and shoot them from the stands. That don't mean they can play basketball. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that's going on in the sports world you want to talk about? I'm just waiting for the draft at this point. Oh, MJ Doc comes out next Sunday. Which starts, one? Which is cool. Is that the uh, MJ Doc? Conspiracy? It's going to be on ESPN. All right. No, not a conspiracy. Just like the six-part series about like his whole like career and all that. So maybe it'll talk. I don't know if it'll talk about the conspiracy. I feel like ESPN wouldn't touch that. So kind of salted out there. Well, you were the one that was going to do the research the on it. The Doc hasn't dropped yet. Everyone kept saying the Doc was coming soon. No, I'm talking about the retirement conspiracy. I thought you had like no. You were I was reading, reading an article about the conspiracy doc that was supposed to be. 
So I'm waiting for that. Uh, is that different from the six-part series? I don't know. Maybe, like, one of those is going to touch on the con- the retirement conspiracy. Yeah, I thought you were, like, doing research. No, I already know everything I can know. I just need to see the doc to get all the details. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be the last... Maybe it'll be part of the last dance uh, 10-part documentary series ESPN's going to draft. Probably yeah. not, but who knows. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, I guess we can wrap this up. We had a good episode. We learned a lot about the states today. So uh, let's end this out with some music and TV. Who's going first? Probably Paige. No, actually, Ez. Maybe, I don't know. One of you two. All right, but... Well, it seemed um, like Ez left for some reason. So, so I Paige, you got finished it. Love Island. So now I am watching... Well, I have already completed since the last episode. Ozark. I'm back. On Netflix. Um, so yeah, I would recommend Ozark <laughs> to anybody. Music. Um, All Time Low, you know, a staple pop punk band, just released a new um, album. I think it was like last Friday, or maybe the Friday before that. I don't know, but it's pretty good. It's called uh, Wake Up Sunshine. So, yeah. 2K Baby just released that nice, album, nice. Pre-Game Rituals. It's got the best song off it, in my opinion, is The Old Souls featuring G Herbo. But it also has a hit of his summer hit that I put the world onto, Old Streets. And that one features a little Dirk, and that is a fire remix as well. TV-wise, I haven't really been watching TV like that. I'd probably just say if you got some time and you want to know the ins and outs, go peep that HBO. And uh, just watch that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, John. That shit is like that. No. <laughs> Did you actually watch it again? It. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was good. I, I Again, I didn't care much about their backstory. I just wanted to hear them talk shit is it just like, like when like it came to the X's and O's. Um... Yeah, it was like an hour and some change, I think. Yeah. I kind of wish they would do a series about it. But well, Saban only right. has his other good, series. I mean, you know, you got past some time. Um, Saban's got the... Uh, what's the, what's the series the Saban? Alabama Crimson Tide one, where they detail like the... It's like the hard knocks for college football, and it's just Alabama. And they shot that for like two. Uh, I think it's on Prime. It's either it's Prime on or HBO? ESPN. The shit's good. Alabama... Uh, it might be training days with Alabama or some shit. Um, I think it's something like that. It's raining days without it's like, four, it's like four or five parts. It was on ESPN. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, music wise, I know the Strokes dropped an album. Don't know what it's called, but I was listening to it the other day when I was working. That was pretty good. Um, TV wise, I finally watched Tiger King and finished it. Um, definitely, definitely recommend watching that if you haven't. Um, I think Parasite's on Hulu, which was like a great movie apparently, so I'll probably watch that soon. Um, but I think that's about it. So thank you for listening as always. This has been another episode of Porch Talk. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining the wave or whatever. I'm still trying to figure out how to make that a thing. I'm trying. Um, yeah. So join the wave. Uh, follow us, Porch Talk, No A, Instagram, and Twitter. We're everywhere. Instagram, I'm not Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. You know, listen to us. You got nothing else to do. We appreciate you.
listening and we'll be back next week peace thank you i know that you've been waiting on me i'm out front i know you're sick of playing these games i'm about done i could turn this shit up a couple of thousand you man's